Welcome to the Beyond the Sermon podcast, where we take your questions from Sunday's teachings in order to form a dialogue about the scriptures and what God is teaching each and every one of us. All right. Well, hey, uh, welcome back to the Beyond the Sermon podcast here. Today is Sunday morning, December 5th, and we are in week two of our Advent series, Light in the Darkness. This morning, we looked at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 1 through 7, and, and the verses, some verses following. And then we saw I, the prophecy of Isaiah uh, be fulfilled through the words of Matthew, right? Well, it's fulfilled through Jesus, but Matthew's words record it and illuminate that reality for us that in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, a land of great darkness, the greatest light shone. And, and as we heard John's words last week, that, that light cannot be overcome by the darkness. And so this morning we talked about that and how God's love is never distant. It's not distant from us even when it feels that way. This morning on the Beyond the Sermon podcast, I'm joined by Pastor Kip Hamby. Uh, Kip is our pastor of outreach. And so, uh, Kip, for those of us who don't know what that means exactly sure. uh, or what your heartbeat is here on staff, um, yeah, just tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Right. Uh, yeah, I've been here at Christ Community for six years and ministered in other capacities, other places in the past. And, but yeah, as pastor of outreach, um, I want to make sure that we as God's people are, are being continually challenged and encouraged, yeah. Yeah. equipped to to share Christ with our neighbors. And and then also to think of ways, how can we encourage our, our global partners, mm. our folks who are yeah. serving around the world through prayer, um, through encouragement, yeah. uh, when they come home to, to help them rest well. So, yeah, yeah uh, that's a big part of, of what I'm about here. Um, get to uh, stay involved with things like Upward Sports. Um, excited about the perfect gift coming up. So, yeah, just a, yeah. any opportunity I can to, to try to be an example yeah. of sharing my faith. Yeah. Uh, I need that personally, Yeah, and I think we all do. Yeah, well, I, I mentioned to you already, but I loved your Serve Thursday note this week, and, and Kip shared, if you don't get the Serve Thursday note, how can we, or the Serve Thursday email, how can they get that, Kip? Yeah, real simple. Just reach out uh, via email to myself or mm-hmm. to uh, the serve admin uh, to Sylvia, now yep. Sylvia Knock, and we will quickly get you hooked up with that weekly email. Yeah. So, and it's a great it's a great encouragement to be to be serving and to be looking. And this week, Kip just shared uh, about how even there was a moment when he was with his doctor mm-hmm. and had the chance to to share the gospel and to share some spiritual truth with his doctor. And so that was just such a great encouragement to me, and I think just to us as a body, that, that the greatest news is that God loved us so much that he sent his son for us, and we don't want to keep that news to ourselves. Amen. So, well, this morning, Kip, we were in our second week of our Advent series, and, and as we've said, Advent is this unique season in the church calendar where we are looking uh, back to remember that the, the promised Messiah came through Jesus, was born in Bethlehem, right? We call it the Christmas story. And then we also look forward at the same time to Jesus' second coming when he's going to right all wrongs, uh, have justice over every injustice. And so we're, we're holding this back and forward posture. Um, and, and this morning was we talked about love, how God's love is not distant. And one of the questions that came up as we were talking through, we were talking about the idol of self, how ancient Israel, their besetting sin was so often idolatry. Right. Right. Jeroboam takes over the northern kingdom and he creates, recreates the golden calves of Exodus. Mm. And he says, Hero Israel are your gods that took you out of Egypt, saved you, reconciled you, redeemed you. And it's not true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? It was the same mm-hmm. besetting sin that the people of God, as they were coming out of Egypt, had. Right? 
And so while we may not worship things of uh, wood or stone or, or engraved metal, uh, we do we do succumb to the same idea of idolatry, yes. and that is when we value anything over God. And typically in the Western context, we value self or the idea of self. And so this question came in, how do we hold in tension the American Western idolatry of self with the also American idea of self-care of our human needs, sleep, food, exercise, exercise shelter, alone time, etc.? So, uh, you know, Kip, you're a guy who's really intentional about running hard and then also making sure that you're getting time to rest and to have what the Bible calls it Sabbath, mm-hmm. right? Um, just yeah, how do you hold those things in tension? Mm, yeah, great question. I think one of the things I, I try and do is um, yeah, know that God is, it's day. God has given us a work to do in light of yeah. eternity. And so that's where I, I start in one sense. But yeah, uh, I know too that uh, at the drop of the hat, any moment in a day, I can go from a, a mindset of serving the Lord and serving others to becoming totally self-preoccupied. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes it's maybe I'm thinking too much about a family member, something I desire for them. Well, why am I thinking about that? Well, maybe it's because of how it makes me look as yeah. a dad. So yeah. there's always that battle with self. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I, I think a helpful phrase for me in that is that, yeah, I have to live a lifestyle of repentance. Mm. I'm daily dying to self, you know, taking up that cross daily yeah. And, yeah. and dying to sin. And, you know, I see growth, but also as I get closer to Jesus, the more I see my sinfulness and yeah. my self-centeredness. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good battle, though. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, and, and you know what? I think the other side of it too is when we look at the ministry of Jesus, the incarnate ministry of Jesus on earth, those three years. And there were so many times when they were running hard, caring for others. But then Jesus often got the guys away to pray and to rest. And the Sabbath, when God gave us the Sabbath, this this day of rest, it wasn't it wasn't because he needed rest. <laughs> the infinite sovereign God of the universe does not get tired. Yeah. But instead, he's giving us this gift because he knew that we would, we'd turn ourselves inside out. Mm-hmm. And so he's giving us this gift and this permission to rest. And as we do that, to draw near to him in, in rest. Um, I, think, I think the problem here, and, and Francis Schaeffer alluded to it, the Francis Schaeffer quote that we, we looked at this morning alluded to it, that when, when, when man is the highest, right? When, man, when, when the beginning of man is exclusively with man, humanism, um, there's nothing greater than man and there's nothing greater than our desires. Sure. And so, so what then, uh, what results of that? Well, it's the worship of self and uh, the sin of the worship of self and idolatry of self. And so I think the, the, the core of that idolatry is the, is the lie that we are infinite. Yes. And that's the core of the lie that Adam and Eve bought into at the garden. We, we actually are infinite. We just have to, we have to take of this thing that God told us not to take of. Right. And and yet what was tragically revealed to them is that they're not infinite. They're finite. Mm-hmm. And I think as we as we walk in this idea of um, this this worship of self, this humanistic worship of self, we are proclaiming the original lie. We are infinite. We are infinitely good. We are infinitely knowledgeable. We are infinitely capable and able and, and, and whatever we desire, if we if we give into it and if we fulfill it. It will make us infinitely loved and, and, and give us infinite purpose and, and worth and value and meaning and all those things. And yet we keep getting brought back to the, to the lie that 
no matter what we do in the worship of self, it never fulfills. Mm -hmm. It never glorifies. It never makes us whole or complete. We're always yearning for something more. And so in this, in the other side of it is that God gives us this gift of Sabbath rest. And he says, you were never created to be infinite. Mm -hmm. You were always finite, (laughs) right? You were never created to be me. You were created in my image to reflect me, to know me. And so God actually gives us this, this great gift of rest. And so I think that's how we, as you, as you said, right, we have to hold it in intention, you know, that yes, there's this important mission um, that we want to get after. And we also don't want to, we don't want to worship ourselves in this. We don't want to glorify ourselves. We want to glorify Jesus. Um, but we also can enter into this gift of Sabbath rest. I think the other side of it too, I don't know about you, but we're all wired differently. Sure. Right. And we all have, you know, if you're, if you're introverted, you need downtime, you need alone time to recharge. And if you're extroverted, you need people time to recharge. And I think part of it is just realizing that we're all wired differently and the kingdom needs us to be wired differently. It's what Paul tells us in Romans, right? Mm -hmm. The body is diverse. And if there were, if the body was only made up of Kip, Mm -hmm. not a a pretty thought. And if the body was only made up of Kyle, even more, even more or less of a pretty thought, (laughs) (laughs) right? So I think, I think we all can realize and recognize that in our wiring, there are different levels or different types of rest or renewal that we might need, um, but we all need it, right? Right, and and even in the acknowledgement that we need rest, is a, is the reality of of denying the lie of the idolatry of self that we are infinite. The acknowledgement of rest says, "No, I'm finite. Mm-hmm. I need it." And so I think where we fail in that, I love what you said. Let me be quick to repent, mm-hmm. you know, um, but also let me be quick to receive the gift of rest from God. So. That's a good, that's a good question. I know we wrestle with it as, as Americans that, uh, it is just, it's just hard. It's just hard, right? When we, we serve ourselves and we're just so preoccupied by that, but the gospel calls us out of it, like you said, to deny ourselves. So Kip, appreciate your, yeah, your thoughts on that. And, um, as we, as we keep going in that conversation, uh, quick to repent, that was kind of, you know, your phrase there. But what happens when we, this question says, what happens when we've sinned too much, right? Um, and, and in Isaiah, we've been given some really dramatic pictures of sin here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 822, there's nothing but gloom. Mm. Thankfully, 9-1 comes along and God says, it doesn't, it's not going to always be that way. I can redeem where there was great brokenness. Um, but when I've sinned too much, I feel even more distant from God. Does he want to even see me and spend time with me when I've let him down? Kip, when you hear that question, how would you how would you speak to it? Because I think you and I would both go, yes, he does. Sure. Yes, he wants to be with you. Mm-hmm. Emphatically, yes, he wants to be with you. But as you hear the heart in that question, I mean, as a as a dad, as a pastor, um, as you know, a, a really good listener, how would you speak to that? Mm, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I certainly uh, sympathize with the person who shared that question. Uh, certainly, I felt my my big sinfulness, but you know. I, the, that's where the, the gospel is truly good news. Mm, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's for hard-boiled sinners. It's for people. I think of the prodigal son. That, you know, you think of someone who, who sinned big time. He, yeah. he definitely was that, that guy. And yet uh, the father, has, you know, runs to, and gr- hugs him and yeah. kills the fattened calf. So that's God's heart towards us when yeah. we come back to him. Yeah. I love that you brought up the prodigal son. It's such a beautiful story, right? So we have this picture, the the son, the prodigal son, who looks to his dad and says, I want my inheritance now. Mm-hmm. In that day and culture, he was saying to his dad, you're worth nothing to me. In fact, you're so unvaluable to me 
I wish you were dead. Mm-hmm. I just want your money. Sure. And then when he comes back, dad, dad hikes up his tunic mm-hmm. and runs towards him. A very undignified act, but he's so excited, so joyful to see his son that's come home that, that literally spit in his face. Yeah. That he's willing to to make himself undignified in front of his entire crew, right? Oh, yeah. This is a guy that's a True. he's got a whole farming operation, you know. So I, I I love that, and yeah. So as you as again as you hear that story, the the prodigal son, yeah. I mean, again, what continues to resonate with you of God's love, his his yeah. his, his, his his lavish love there for you? Yeah. Well, I just think. Our extreme sin lines up nicely with with God's extreme love. Yeah, the idea of yeah. undignified Jesus hanging naked on a cross. Oh yeah, perfect picture. Yeah. of undignified love. Yeah, and uh, I I love that uh, that account in Luke seven where there's a sinful woman making a scene, you know, uh, about Jesus around Jesus. She's weeping on him. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of the moral of the story is Jesus speaks with the host, uh, the Pharisee is that he was forgiven much, loves much. Mm. It's kind of the moral of the story. Yeah. And so when I find myself uh, being a rebel, mm-hmm. I just try and slow down, preach the gospel to myself, and yeah. uh, take joy in that fact that, yeah, I am forgiven much. Yeah. And, and that's a powerful moment. Yeah. I, I think, amen, we need to sit there and we need to stay in that gift of mercy, that we are forgiven much, I think you and I had this conversation a while ago on the podcast about some besetting sins. Mm-hmm. And, and I think even in this is this question asked, did, would God really even want to be near me? Yes. Mm-hmm. The story of the Bible is yes and yes and yes, right? Yes. Right? Even, even in our, our passage in Isaiah, Ahaz, who wants nothing to do with God, God still draws near to him. You know, So if God will draw near to Ahaz, no matter where we're at, God, we can know that God wants to draw near to us. But I think the other side of it, too, is that I hear in this question that, that I think we, we get frustrated with besetting sins. We get frustrated with sins that we kept getting caught in a cycle of. And, and so while it's important for us to sit in the truth, the merciful truth, like you said, we have been forgiven much. We also love much, right? When we experience that, when we experience the depth of our brokenness uh, uh, through the freedom and life of the gospel, right. we, we, get to, we get a clear picture of those things. But I think the other side of it too is there's, there's a practical reality that we can, we're not held, har- uh, you know, we're not held um, captive to those sins. Right. Paul tells us in Corinthians that we we have been, there's no sin that's uncommon, mm-hmm. <laughs> and God always gives us an escape. And even though we fall and we're going to we're gonna struggle with sin, I think in my life when I when I look at sin and besetting sins, it's it's been a helpful exercise for me to journal about where I was mm-hmm. in that sin, about what was going on in that sin, about what triggered that sin. Good. And what I'll often find, and I don't know, I don't know about you, Kit, but what I'll often find is that there are, there are triggers along the way. Totally. And as I become through the Spirit of God, that's not me being wise about it, right? It's God's Spirit going, "Hey, Kyle, when you were tired, you did this. Yes. <laughs> hey, hey, Kyle, when you were hungry, you spoke this way, right? Um, or, or whatever it is, I'll begin to notice these triggers, and as I notice those things, I'm able then to go, "Oh, there's a pattern of sin about to come," mm-hmm. you know. And then I can I can choose faithfulness or unfaithfulness, right? But either way, God still loves me. Yeah, you know. And so I rest confidently in the truth that God always loves us. And when we are in Christ, we are always in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, but but even when we have these besetting sins, as Paul tells us, uh, the the Holy Spirit gives us the power 
to, to resist, Amen. you know? And so, um, yeah, so hear, hear both those encouraging words, right? Yeah. God always loves you and he always wants your presence and no matter what you do and no matter how far you're gone. Um, but we're also in with the Holy Spirit residing in us. We're not helpless yeah. against the, the battle against sin. Yeah. yeah. That reminds me, Kyle, too, that we talk a lot about amazing grace, how it saves us. But you know, I think of what Paul wrote to Titus, you know, the, mm. it's also grace. God's grace enables us you know, to say no to sin and live self-controlled, yeah. upright and godly lives. Yeah. And, so, yeah, for, uh, there's a lot that God gives us in grace. Yeah. Amen to that. Amen to that. And the more that we're with him, the more we experience the depth of that grace. Mm-hmm. Right? That's right. Yeah. That's so good. Well, as we as we kind of keep moving here in this idea of, okay, how do we journey? How do we fight against self? But also, how do we? How, is it wrong to care for self? Well, we want to fight against self, but it's not wrong to care for self. Right? Sure. Uh, we just don't want to elevate ourselves over um you know, we're, we're not the center of the universe here and we, we shouldn't, we shouldn't pretend that we are. And then will God love me even though I, I wrestle and struggle with sin? Yes, he will. Uh, this next question comes and says kind of like, well, how do you, if you've got a genuine desire to put God first and pursue him and leave behind, you know, uh, serving yourself, all right, that, that worship of self, um, even if you don't feel like it, right. But you got this desire to put that behind you, even if you don't feel like it, um, what practical steps do you start with in order to change? Uh, how, how can you practically begin to serve God more, more wholeheartedly, I think is what this question is asking. And um, so it's, we're kind of making this journey here, right, in, this, in our conversation. And uh, love these, I love these questions. So what, Kip, in your life, as you are following Jesus and serving him wholeheartedly, what have just been some practical rhythms or structures that you've placed in your life to help you right. with that? Sure. Well, one of the things that comes to mind uh, is, uh, and humility is required, but no, yeah. it's okay sometimes to, to use training wheels. <laughs> <laughs> training wheels are great. Yeah, yeah. It's just the idea of, you know what? I could fight this alone, but well, it seems like Scripture makes much of uh, the idea of community. And so to have someone maybe uh, in my connect group or uh, another Christian friend yeah. who can encourage me accountable. Yeah. And, and maybe they have a similar battle. And so we're doing it for one another. Yeah. And so yeah. that's helped me a lot. And then maybe in that particular besetting sin, let's say, yeah, uh, down the road, I discover, Hey, I'm not using training wheels anymore. Yeah. I still can't, you know, I can't be haughty here. I need to stay on my toes. Yeah. But God's growing me. Yeah. And so uh, over the course of time, yeah, we see that sure sanctifying work. Amen. Amen. I think that's so important that the, the idea of accountability, right? I think we often only think of accountability as this confession of sin and you're holding me accountable to, and, and, you know, you're going to sit across the table from me and stare in my eyes and go, did you do that thing that you're not supposed to do? Uh, and there's, there's definitely a, a negative, right. From a, from a negative stance, right. That's a, that's a part of accountability. I've got to hold you, you know, when we, when we're in an accountable relationship, I, we need people that have the freedom to ask us those hard questions. Sure. Um, and, and yet on the other side of it too, there's also this positive aspect of accountability. Hey, how are you enjoying God? Amen. Hey, how are you running after God? You know, how are you, how are you doing these things? And, um, and so I love that, right? It's not just the sins to avoid. Mm-hmm. It's not just the, you know, the sins, um, but it's also the, the, the joy of Jesus to walk in yeah. and we need people to help us keep accountable in that way. Mm-hmm. I think of my life, you know, I'm not above using any tool, uh, for my own sanctification, right? So there's been seasons where it's post-it notes on the mirror. 
you know, in yeah. the morning. You, you put a post note in the mirror that maybe it's a, a verse that you're trying to memorize or uh, a prayer that you, you know, you want to focus your day um, or, a, you know, a, a dry erase marker on, the, on a mirror or whatever, you know, those kind of things. Um, there's an app that you can, uh, and the name is escaping my mind right now, but Scripture Union has tools for help us memorize Scripture. Nice. And, um, and I, th- I think it's through Scripture Union that they have an app where you actually, th- they help you, and it's, it gives you the verse, and every time it takes one more word, <laughs> right? So it's, there's this repetition, right? So use your phone. There's apps out there. Um, uh, my calendar. Kip, I don't know about you, but I am governed by my calendar. Yes, yes. preach it. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so, but I'm not above using my calendar just to manage my appointments. I want them to, I wanted to use it to manage my appointments with God as well. Cool. Right. Not just with other people. So, um, if there's, if I'm struggling with a bit, I've, I've done this, I struggle with besetting sin, first Corinthians chapter 10, where Paul says there's no sin uncommon to man. Um, i I will put that verse at five 30 in the morning when my, when I wake up, the first thing on my phone that's showing me is that, is that verse, right? Mm-hmm. Or if seasons of prayer are dry, I'll use my calendar, scheduling scheduling appointments for prayer, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, like I'm not above using my calendar Good. to go, hey, Kyle, Jesus is more important, yeah. you know? So I think any, look at any of those tools, right? Any Anything uh, that's there that's at your disposal, don't dismiss it. Um, but I think, Kip, you also said this too, is like, don't, don't dismiss or discount the small faithful steps of obedience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I might not need training wheels six years from now, and I might need training wheels right now, but the fact that I'm taking a step of obedience mm-hmm. is so very important. Yeah. And, I, and we just don't understand or we don't always see how God will bless those small steps of obedience as we put, our, put the self down, right, the worship mm-hmm. of the flesh down and the worship of Jesus up. Um, we just... God blesses that. And every step of obedience along the way is, is an important thing. And so we should praise God for that, celebrate those, uh, but also don't dismiss it when it's like, man, I still got training wheels on. That's yeah. okay. Yeah. That's okay. You know, uh, let's just keep walking with Jesus faithfully. So, well, Kip, hey, man, thanks for uh, joining here today as we just talk through uh, this Advent season and and the Isaiah 9 and Matthew 4 that that Jesus, that God loves us so much that into a great darkness, he would send his son who's the greatest light mm-hmm. and the darkness cannot overcome it. So, and uh, give us real quick. Uh, so this is Sunday the 5th, perfect gift details. Perfect gift is this Saturday the 11th. Coming up, yep, 10 yep. o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah I'd love to have all hands on deck. Uh, simply go to the church website. There's a place there as you go to events to the perfect gift, you can sign up yep. and volunteer. I was telling uh, our folks in Classic today, at the very least, even if you can't come, uh, pray. We pray for God to, to draw people and, Amen. and do that slow but steady work yeah. in, in people's Amen. lives. And, yeah, and uh, if you can, uh, invite folks. Amen. Yeah, so let's be bringers, and we'll see you here this Saturday at The Perfect Gift. And uh, let's, make, let's make much of Jesus in the week ahead. Thanks for joining us on the Beyond the Sermon podcast here today.